You got to add in the Chicago accent to my name, Sperando. Sperando, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. Again, we are sitting here in this sportsless world, but we're going to bring the content to you. And we have another special guest here today to join us for this episode of Huskies on Tap. But first things first, let's check in with our co-host, Ethan Wiles. Ethan, how are you doing today on this lovely Monday afternoon? I'm doing all right. It doesn't even feel like Monday anymore, so I guess that's kind of a good thing. Um, other than that, I'm doing all right. We have a, a special guest to introduce today. I'm looking forward to get it to him. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and, you know, this is the first of a kind this episode. This is our first administrator, our first staff member of the Northern Illinois, uh, you know, athletic department. Today, we are joined by the assistant director of marketing and the game day experience coordinator, Mr. Anthony Sperando, the Bradley graduate and the NIU grad school grad has made his way over here to DeKalb. And he's in charge of some pretty big things over here as far as game day goes. But I'm not going to delay it anymore for the listeners. Huskies on tap listeners, I am pleased to present to you Anthony Sperando. How you doing today, Anthony? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Again, thank you very much for joining us with this episode of Huskies on Tap. We get, a, you know, we get an opportunity to get an inside look at the behind the scenes of the NIU athletic department. So, so how you doing today here with, uh, you know, with the COVID nineteen outbreak and everything that's going on? What what have you been up to? I guess you would say in this outbreak. Well, obviously our jobs are a lot different right now. Um, not being in the office, working from home. Uh, we started working from home pretty much right when this started. Um, the last week at work was um, when we thought we were going to be following the men's basketball team to Cleveland. Um, me and the assistant athletic director of marketing were planning on going uh, to Cleveland with the pep band um, and obviously going to support our men's basketball program. And we were very excited to see what they were going to do and, and hopefully bring home a MAC championship. But uh, as we all know, that all changed. And, and here we are in our own homes and sitting at our own desks and wearing shorts and a t-shirt and uh, making the best of it. But, um, you know, our, our priorities have obviously changed. We're trying to engage our fan base in different ways, obviously primarily through social media and doing some social media campaigns to keep people interested and keeping NIU athletics in the loop. Um, and then another a specific campaign that we're doing is our NIU Senior Day when we're making sure that we're honoring our spring sports seniors who uh, had their last season's cut uh, due to the coronavirus. Of course, you know, since then, the NCAA has come back to grant them that season back to their eligibility. But, um, you know, it's really up to those student athletes whether or not they do want to come back uh, or if they have plans going on, um, you know, especially some of the international students, they might be heading back home. So um, just an opportunity to to honor them and, and give them that day that they deserve. So, um, but altogether, uh, a lot different, honestly, probably getting a lot done just because there's less distractions at home in certain ways. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. You know, in some ways, there's more distractions when there's a PlayStation right next to me. But 
Um, other, there's also not people coming into my office constantly. So, uh, but it's been a, it's been a challenge, but I think something that we'll, we'll definitely look back to the rest of our lives as an interesting experience, some positives, obviously a lot of negatives in the world, but, um, a good opportunity to get some stuff done. Yeah, absolutely. And and you you brought up having a PS4, so I'll go out and say it, or ask, I guess, what is your uh, what's your game of choice and do you play online? Sure. Um always online, yes. Uh play with some of my buddies. I got a couple buddies who are uh streamers on Twitch, so I make sure to keep up with them. Uh, you know, I'm I'm lame. I usually stick to the sports games. Uh Madden, MLB the show. Um but, uh, you know, I've dabbled in Fortnite, dabbled in Call of Duty. Uh, you know, it, ultimately, I'm not very good, but I, I do I'm some with you. I'm with you on that. I'm not good at Fortnite either. <laughs> and I don't think that's lame. I mean, I'm, I'm that typical sports guy through and through. I, yeah. Same you way, might... dabble with Fortnite, dabble with Call of Duty. But when it comes down to it, it's Madden, the show, 2K, all that, all night. And I got an option with NCAA 14 as my, my – uh, D selection in the multiple choice. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been seeing you guys have been doing the NIU franchise online, so it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I let us down last night. I could not I could not finish off my drives. So I did finish off with a victory to get us back in the win <laughs> column. But I'm like I'm like, damn dude, I, I really killed myself going live. I'm trying to go twelve and zero and go to the in this game the BCS title. But yeah, I digress. Um <laughs> so you're your Twitter bio, I checked it out last night. It says you've been to nine of the 30 MLB stadiums. What nine have yeah. you been to? And uh, which one, if you haven't already, are you looking most forward to going to? Well, this works out because I have a uh, sign hanging up in my room, like a little scratch-off thing of the ones I have been to. So um, good thing I'm working from home. Um, I've been to course. Uh, guaranteed rate field on the south side. I've been to uh, T-Mobile Park. That's in Seattle. Um, I did a tour at what was Globe Life Park in Arlington. I did uh, City Field, the Mets, uh, Wrigley, of course, Miller Park, of course, Bush Stadium in St. Louis, um, and then Coors Field. Out in Denver. Was that nine? No, I don't know. <laughs> I, Sorry, we're not my, good at math here. Yeah, we're not math I, guys. My, I took math, math 100 this semester last semester. My, my, follow-up, my follow-up question to that would be, you go to all these different stadiums, you see all these different ballparks, you're in the marketing and game experience. Do you take notes on when you go to these games and what kind of things that they do? Yeah, so there, there's a common theme of when you start working in sports is you can never turn it off. Um, and, Absolutely. you know, now when I go to games, I'm always noticing, oh, that's an interesting in-game promotion. Oh, what was the giveaway? Oh, look at that, uh, you know, game day sponsor. How did they implement them? Look at that signage out on that patio deck or look at that group outing. That, that group brought out, you know, 2,000 people. You know, how does that group relate to a DeKalb area group? It You can't turn it off. And <laughs> part of it's fun because you're always comparing and going to different ballparks. Uh, you know, you learn a little something and it's fun from that point of view. But sometimes it can be annoying. 
Sometimes you want to just sit back, enjoy a ballpark frank, a couple, couple of the coldest lattes you can find in that section and the game at hand. But, you know, like Absolutely. you said, when you're, when you're in this sports industry, it, it, it doesn't stop. And, and for you especially, you know, being the guy that's in charge of the marketing, helping out some of the smaller businesses in the area, making sure they're getting the proper signage, the proper exposure. And then on top of that, making sure that people actually come out to their business and support them. So one thing that we saw, you know, this year, you know, Ethan and I just moved out here to campus and really made sure to make it a point to get to as many athletic events as possible. But one thing I got to ask you and I want to ask you, you know, what are some of the biggest issues or challenges with your job, um, making sure that, you know, you're controlling what you can control and doing the best you possibly can to market for these businesses here in the area? For marketing for the businesses? Yeah. Um, well, more or less the marketing from the businesses that go into the athletics. I would say, yeah, more or less just, yeah, from what you, from the marketing standpoint as the assistant director of marketing for NIU, what are your biggest challenges, I guess you would say, within the program? Sure, sure, sure. I... Probably the biggest thing, and I'm sure that's what you guys are thinking, is the students and in trying to engage them to be a part of NIU athletics and coming out to support their classmates and to come out and get that large piece of the college experience, in my opinion. And NIU students are, they're an interesting breed. Um, it's, you know, this is my fourth year here at NIU and it's probably taken me a lot of that time to really get a gauge of what the NIU student really is. You know, when I came here from Bradley, um, directly out of undergrad, you know, I was the president of the student section down there, the Bradley Red Sea. And, uh, although it, you know, it, it's kind of the same era of student attendance is, a little more difficult than it was years ago. Um, we were able to get a good amount of students to come out to games. Um, and, and a lot of that is there's only 6,000 students at Bradley and it's kind of a tighter knit community. Um, so we had a lot of friends and networks where we were able to get people to come out. But um, coming here, I thought, hey, uh, this is this is gonna be great. I'm gonna come in here, fix the student section and, and get, large amount of students to come out to games and it was a challenge right away. I think one of the biggest uh, hurdles I I learned right away was uh, the first day I I came into my role as a grad assistant, I said, okay, I'm going to go meet with the president of the Red Riot. Um, Tell you what, I'll meet you at the student center. I'll I'll meet you there for lunch and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you there. And I Walked out of the convo, I said, I'm going to walk there. And I said, holy smokes, I'm late because it's not a five-minute walk to the student center from the convo. Um, so, <laughs> Probably blown and, away and then, in the wind, too. <laughs> well, yeah, no kidding. Um, and, and, then, and then just kind of um, throughout the, the few years here managing our student interns, we have a ten, about a 10-student intern team for our marketing game experience team. And getting to know those students and and really understanding, uh, you know, what they're dealing with at home, 
and with finances and it's just it's a much different breed of student here at NIU if they're an intern with us that is probably not their only responsibility they probably have another side job they probably they may or may not have two side jobs they probably have another internship and they're probably taking 15 to 20 credit hours of course on top of that you know and i use a little different mom and dad are probably not paying for their tuition and they're going out there and hustling and getting after it and paying it for paying for it themselves and and it's you know to encourage students to come out to our games is because of all that is more difficult you know they can't just skip out on a night of work to come out and watch us beat toledo it's hey i gotta work to pay the bills so and of course, this isn't excuses at all, but it's it, learning the differences of NIU students compared to others, and, and that's mm-hmm. been a, an interesting challenge. Well, we're one of the, you know, I don't know, you probably have better numbers on this than I do, but we're a real big school when it comes to commuting. So I know for me, Ethan Hi. and I, we both went to Elgin Community College, and Ethan, he, he approached me telling me he was going to actually move to campus this year for his junior year. It would be my senior year. And I'm like, absolutely, bro. Makes all the sense in the world. And like, the thing is, is we live, we live real close to Husky Stadium. So all five home games, that was a no brainer. I told my boss, I was like, look, this is part of my college experience. I want to make this happen. I'm going to for next year. That's a different story. I think me and Ethan are going to put our, you know, we're going to put our piggy banks together, put all the money on the table, try and get to all 12 games home or away. And we're going to flip the bill on it. We don't care If, if we can somehow pull off media credentials to all 12 games. There's no reason on God's green earth why we can't make this happen. And, and, and that's one thing that, that as someone who, who's not necessarily it's your job to put asses in seats and get people to the games, but we're here with you, bro. We, we want to help you out. We want to get, you know, the students out there, people out there in, in the DeKalb Sycamore area. We want to get this NIU athletic department back to the point where, you know, it was not necessarily saying we're down, but from an attendance standpoint, because, you know, call a spade a spade. Last year for football, at least, we didn't really have the best weather, and that's that's something you have to deal with when you when you have outdoor sports. All of our guests up to this. <laughs> that place. that hammers the that hammers the under in attendance for sure, right there. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I mean, you know, you got rain, sleet, snow, crazy stuff going on. But too, it's like you said, you know, you got to get a really good pulse on that student, the students' lives, and and like you said, it's hard. There was a lot of times during the basketball season where. Ethan and I, we actually had to sit there and don't tell our teacher this, but for journalism 480, we had to we had to go look. All these games are on Tuesday. We have Tuesday lectures. We're going to a game. Those guys deserve it. We got to get there, and, and it's something that we want to do. But like you said, it's like people are working jobs. They're they're they're, they're interning for you guys here at the athletic department. 15 yep. plus credit hours, all that stuff. NIU isn't you know this isn't like you said. We're not we're not out here off mommy and daddy's money. We're not. You know, there are probably some outliers and people that, that have that. And, and if your parents can, you know, afford to provide that for you, we're not knocking you. Go ahead and let that happen. But this is lunch pail you. Ethan and I are both footing the bill on this. You know, <laughs> six months from now, I'm going to be looking at some debt. I'm sure, you know, you went to Bradley. You went to NIU for grad school. So I'm sure, you you know, you might not necessarily be completely out of the water yet. But this school, this town, the pulse of this area, NIU – I've said it on this podcast, DeKalb isn't DeKalb without NIU. And 
And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it, it depends on who you ask. But I'd like to say that it's a good thing and that, you know, without having this this, you know, university in this small town in the middle of all these cornfields in Illinois, DeKalb wouldn't even be on the map. And, and, and I don't know where you're at in that, but I feel that we are an important integral part to this you know town. So with that being said, I got to ask you, what are some of your favorite parts about the job? Well, definitely the fans uh, and, and interacting with them before, during, and after games and just chit-chatting with them and, and really getting to understand that for some of our season ticket members and, and our fans in general, coming out to our games is some of the favorite parts of their week, if not their life. And and being able to put a smile on their face uh, by giving them a free chicken nugget coupon or by, you know, welcoming them onto the court for an encore promotion or um, just just chatting with them and, and getting to know them and and really showing them care and and, and uh, appreciation for them coming out to our games is, is huge and really makes an impact on their life. Um, and quite frankly, that's why I'm in the business is some of the best moments of my life have been watching games with family and friends or going to games um, with, with family and friends. And, you know, some of the my favorite moments in my life are my team's winning championships and, and celebrating and, and all that. So I want to bring others out to those experiences and create those memories for them. Um, and, and therefore that's my favorite part of it is just talking with them and making sure that they're having a good time. Yeah. We talked about this when everything started going on with the COVID-19 is just how big sports is with everything going on in the world, how it rallies everybody around them and we saw it after 9-11, too, how baseball and football got back together and, and really just strengthened the country. So how important is that for you going into, you know, making the, the, the plans for games and things like that, making people happy, making sure that especially at the college level, especially at the level NIU is at, you know, it's not like a, a rowdy atmosphere. It's not like a, a professional football game by any means. You know, you get families, you get friends, things like that. So how does that affect what you do going into a Saturday home game or uh, a Tuesday night home basketball game? Yeah, you mentioned the whole COVID thing. It, it's It's been interesting how, you know, every other major tragedy or situation that we've had in this country, we've always had sports to look to for that guiding light of raising us back up and, and getting us through the tough moments. And I think we initially turned to sports right away when when we started to to feel the 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 pressures of the coronavirus, and then we realized, oh, that's shutting down too. Um, and, and it was hard. That first week was really hard without sports. And I mean, honestly, I I remember just laying on my bed, just thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to watch tonight? Um, and, and I'm sure we'll get into that, here, but um, as far as getting that rowdy atmosphere at games, you know, it's, um, again, it comes down to the students trying to get them all rowdy. I think it all starts from them, definitely in a college uh, atmosphere. Um, but the nice thing is, is we do have a very reliable pet band. 
um, here at NIU and marching band for football. Um, honestly, right now our atmosphere starts and stops with them. Uh, they're great. They're doing chants throughout the whole football and basketball games. Um, they're out there at every game, having a good time, screaming, yelling. Um, they're there, whether it's a Monday night or a, you know, Saturday afternoon, and, and they've been great. So I think as of this moment, we rely a lot on them. But um, as far as trying to build that atmosphere, um, I'm just really, I'm still looking for that student uh, base to grow the student section from. Um, you know, we've had some some students come and go who wanted to do that, um, and we still are looking for that core group of students who want to be at every single game and just scream their heads off. I mean, you get a, a I've said this time and time again, you get 10, 15 guys and gals in the student section screaming their heads off, all of a sudden we have this best student student section in the MAC. It's not hard. It's really not hard. And, and it starts from influencers, really. So hopefully we can talk to you guys about getting something going next year. Absolutely. We talked a lot about getting the attendance at football games back to where it was, obviously. If you look back a few years ago during the Jordan Lynch days, things like that, I mean, that entire student section of the stands at Husky Stadium was packed. What ideas do you have in mind for this football season to get more students to come? Obviously, to reach out to them is step one, but you, you got to get them in the door, too. And especially now that we're going down to Chicago for SeatGeek Stadium, how is that? Like, how do you get students to come to that, especially since we're dealing with the lack of attendance at Husky Stadium? What are we doing for that? Sure. So uh, in the past couple of years, some things that we've tried to uh, engage students with was the Husky Hundreds, um, where for every 1,000 NIU students who came out to football games, we'd give a hundred, excuse me, we'd give 10 NIU students $100 to their Bursar's account um, just by scanning in their ID or getting their digital ticket scanned um, at Husky Stadium. We did that, and then of course last year we also had the Fatties Touchdown Village, um, which loved was it. Solid. That, loved that it. one re- that one reeled me in. <laughs> yep, loved it. Trust me, if I was a student, I'd be front and center, drinking those natty seltzers the entire game and enjoying it from a front row seat. But I uh, love it. <laughs> um, I think that was great, and, and the best part about the fatties touchdown village for this past year, as you mentioned, all that rain is it was covered. There were tents. So <laughs> I think that and, was a huge and reason. Heaters too. They had, they had those big heaters and it was nice in there. That was honestly a optimal viewing experience. I will say hats off to you for that. Yeah. Well, big credit to um, our Husky sports properties team. And then also some of our administration for, for getting that done. And I think that's definitely something we want to keep, keep doing. Um, and, and honestly see what it can do with nice weather. <laughs> um, but, and then also see, and then keep curtailing that to the 2020 season and see how we can tweak it and, and have it even uh, better for students and other general fans who come out to the game. Uh, and then I think trying to engage the, the campus community just in a little different ways. I know there's some some different leadership on campus 
as opposed to the past couple of years. And we're looking to, we've already had a couple meetings on how we can make, make sure that NIU athletics is more of a part of the campus culture and basically the itinerary of freshmen right when they come in. You know, how can we make sure that NIU athletics is part of that welcome week schedule and and basically I don't want to say brainwashing, but it, but making sure that it's like athletic social events, conditioning, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just saying like, hey, this is the NIU culture. You're going to football games. Like, you know, sign me up for that. Of, right, exactly. That's kind of the approach that we're going to be taking for the 2020 season is the gimmicks, they only go so far. Ultimately, we got to change the culture. And I don't know if we can get it done, you know, in one summer, let alone this hell of a summer with with COVID, but um, we're going to try our best. And and then you mentioned the you mentioned the um, Husky Chi-Town showdown trying to get students out. Um, I know we're working on a bus. Um, I was going to so say, I like, I like the fan bus idea. I think that that could be something that could be, uh, that's big, that's big time too. And that, yeah, that's, that, could be that something shows huge. like you said, Anthony too, that, you know, it's deeper than just selling tickets and put a, putting asses in the seats. You want to build a, you want to build a connection. And the thing is, yeah. is, is, is with any businesses, you don't want them to just come shop with you once you want to buy their, you want to have their business as a repeated customer throughout their lives. And you want them to be able to come to you. And be able to say, hey, you know, <clears throat> regardless of record, regardless of opponent, I know I'm going to get my money's worth at this NIU game. It's going to be good family, fun entertainment. You know, now with the availability to have these bars or not bars, but <clears throat> beer tents and stuff like that at games, it can also attract not necessarily just saying people are coming out to drink. But, you know, before at college, think at college, you know, events, you couldn't really drink. There was more of a stigma around it. And now it's used in, you know, for smaller schools like us, it's got to be big on revenue. I got to say, I, you know, you look out and you see, Hey, there's only a thousand people at the stadium, but if they're all buying, you know, if they're all buying, you know, food, beverages and, and merchandise and stuff like that, we can make something work with this. But like you said, and what you mentioned, Hold on, before, before, go ahead. before you, I want to let him finish about the, uh, the shy town. I kind of cut him off there. I want to let him finish about that. Okay. No, I was just saying, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working on a, a fan bus for students and kind of we'll play into that whole commuter school uh, theory. And, and hey, if, if students are going back home to Chicagoland on, on weekends, then why not come out to a game in uh, Chicago proper, if you will, uh, in Bridgeview. So um, I think those are the, the two ways we'll reach out to students, but obviously we'll get a little more creative as we get closer. Um, but you mentioned some of the, you know, some of the alternative reasons of coming out to games. I mean, let's be honest. Why do you guys go to King County Cougar games? For, For when, uh, I should say. Promotion night. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. yeah. They're giving so away some cool. First and Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's what we got to build. I mean, you know, I there nobody goes to Cougars games to see, you know, the Cougars. They go out there to have dollar beers, dollar hot dogs, enjoy the ballpark all in itself. So, 
um, you know, we want people to get to know our student athletes and to support our student athletes and coaches and staff. But realistically, we want people to come out to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why kind of we've we kind of dove into this, you know, face first with what we're doing. You know, we we had two podcasts previously and still do with uh, Bears on tap and Irish on tap. We're also another name fans. And that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But we are we are Huskies, too. You know, we're students. We're here. Um, it only makes sense for us to give people, you know, with the platform that we have to give people an opportunity to know these athletes off the field, off the court. For example, we, we even had the cheer coach on. We had Aubrey Gallioni on. So even, you know, we're really trying to get a pulse for the, the Husky community and give you guys an opportunity, you know, with, with a non-traditional media source, a way for people to get content, whether that's at the games and stuff of that nature. Unfortunately for us, we don't have that like crazy pull, I guess you would say, with the students yet. But we're all on board to help you guys out, whether it's me screaming until I don't have lungs. And as you can see, we've only been on the call for 28 minutes. You, you know, I love to talk. So I, I could I talk business. We we got my brother actually got into it uh, last year with one of the Eastern Michigan players. That was a tough game. So it was it's tough for us to be talking shit. But we definitely uh, we keep the pressure on the away teams and we make sure we're loud enough when the Huskies need us to make sure that they know at least Huskies on tap is in the building. Love it. That's what we need. We need uh, we need you know 50 of you guys and and we'll we'll make some strides, but we'll work on it. Yeah, and and I think too, you know, with Hammock being back and him being an NIU grad and someone that played so well in his time here, I think it's only a matter of time before one that team really gets cooking and starts you know winning a lot of football games and potentially the MAC. Ethan and I have talked about it a lot. I think they have a really good shot this year if we do get a season. But having that, you know, having a coach that's played just we'll, – we'll speak just in football because it's a little bit different for the other sports. But having a coach who's played and been a part of that program, how much does that, you know, help you guys from a marketing standpoint to be able to market this team? Well, it's huge. Uh, just by familiarity with our fan base, um, you know, uh, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but a lot of our fan base weren't a huge fan of our previous head coach. And, you know, despite the amount of wins, but uh, it, a fellow Husky, I mean, our fans were very, very excited. And I think it was the perfect opportunity to reach out to some of our disgruntled fans at that time uh, to bring, welcome them back to Husky stadium and to get them to come out and support a fellow Husky. I think that was huge. And we definitely played into that uh, last year with the whole play like a Husky slogan um, that started from the football team. And we used it from a marketing standpoint as well. And, and that you saw that in some of the promotional videos that the university put out as well. Um, and, and I think it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, what kind of, student athletes that coach hammock brings in um you know he's a tough nosed uh no nonsense kind of guy and i'm very excited to to see some of the new recruits and and to get to know them and and really as you mentioned see that pulse of the team um i think it's going to be it's going to be solid and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and and as far as 
Coach Hammock being an NIU alum, we'll, we'll keep pushing that as well. And I, it would have been nice to see last year what our, what our attendance could have been and engagement could have been if the weather was nice. I think it would have been uh, obviously a lot better. Um, but I think if we can keep promoting Hammock out in the community and, and showing uh, that he is through and through Husky Nation, um, we can make some strides there. As far as you mentioned, you know, how is it working with Coach Hammock? It's been great. I mean, he asked him to do a video. He's right there. Um, he gets it. He understands DeKalb. He understands NIU. He understands, honestly, our fan base. And so he's, he's willing to do a lot to, to try and, and reach out to them. I was going to say Coach Hammock on Twitter is a great follow. You talk about a guy who's interactive and, and wants to, to be big in the community, reach out to the community. That's a guy you want as your head coach because he's positive on social media. He's always talking about the recruits that he brings in. He's a guy that I feel like from your from your job standpoint, you don't have too much to worry about with him because he's out there marketing himself. I was going to say, yeah, there's got to be, you know, Hammock's out there on Hammock Island doing his own thing, and he's doing it greatly. It doesn't seem like there needs to be any micromanaging with him. No, not at all. Not at all. And, and that that's, that's exactly what we need, and exactly what you need in 2020 is guys that are going out there and promoting their program themselves. We, we can only do so much from our own channels and our own words. Ultimately, people want to hear it from his mouth, the student-athlete's mouth. Um, you know, who knows? This is probably one of your lowest rated podcasts because I'm not that interesting. They want to hear from the student athletes and the coaches. So, oh, um, I mean, I think it's uh, a, I think it's the most important part because especially we're we're in the works of getting Coach Hammock on the podcast, and that's going to be one thing that we talk with them about is you know how can we not only help you guys in the marketing aspect, but how can we help them from the football standpoint, getting students to the games getting you know the community to get to the football games because ultimately I really do think this team has a good shot at making it back to Detroit making it to a bowl game and it doesn't it, it doesn't yeah. get you to the top without got, the fan support you don't got to be around it Ethan this team is very good at football and I cannot wait to see them get out there <laughs> absolutely I mean it'll get there I, it'll, it'll if get you there. build That's it if be, you build it they will come that's what I think I think that this team absolutely. like you said Brandon this team starts hot fans will come to the games and it's a matter of, you know, I still have the Husky bobblehead sitting up in my room back in the cab. I miss it, but it's still sitting there. You yeah. know, it's things like, but like, that. but like Anthony said to it, like it starts with the recruiting and the people that he's bringing to campus. And like, I, I say it on this podcast is the only game I ever had press credentials to, but I asked him in the, in the media um, session after the Western Michigan game, you know, when does the recruiting trip start? And that man has not gotten home yet. That man has been recruiting all offseason. And he is bringing a lot of, you know, a lot of the local kids, like, you know, from, from the Illinois schools, he's, he's dipping into other, you know, states like New Jersey, South Carolina, Florida, all over the place. He's been extremely busy. And, too, you also, like, like we've said, <clears throat> the athletes that are currently on this NIU team are pretty good at football. Really good guys. We've been around this team um, I had said it on the Twitter on Twitter the other day on from the Huskies on tap that receiving core this year, bro. I I'm trying to sit here and think who's going to even be starting because there's so many weapons in that room. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be good. 
it's gonna it's, be good. It's a pro- it's a problem that is not necessarily bad to have, I guess you would say. But you know, from a marketing standpoint, like Anthony pointed out, you know, having a guy like Hammock is just big time. And and Ethan, like you said too, it's the way he conducts himself. He's a family man. He's NIU first. He has the team over to you know hang out, have dinner, play Madden, and chill. Like he seems like that role model and almost like a like a father figure for some of these guys. And you know. Just, that plays just, a huge part in what he's building in the community, I think. And I think, Anthony, you can agree with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that stood out for me from Coach Hammock was his introductory press conference um, when we first hired him last year. He said, if I can't trust you to go to class, how can I trust you on third down? I mean, that just speaks on it altogether. And, I mean, the guy is NIU through and through. He's His son's middle name is... Douglas for Douglas Hall, where he met his wife, which is now uh, since been demolished, but was a big part of NIU's campus. And I mean, what more can you ask for from a marketing standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got a guy out there who wants to win football games and, and it's not even just Coach Hammock. I mean, it's the coaches throughout the athletic department. I mean, we've seen it through the outbreak of this. Coach, they're talking Coach to their, Monty, too. Coach they're, Monty they're, is relentless. They're talking to their athletes during this, and it's not even just during this. It's it's throughout the whole year. They're checking up on their their athletes. So it's hard to not like the community of uh, of the DeKalb Athletics. I mean, it's 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 a group of people, and, and it starts with Coach Hammock, and it starts with the coaches building up their programs. I'll move back to the game day part now. What is your favorite part of game day? It could be football, basketball, as well as your favorite in-game promotion or in-game activity. Yeah, so I mentioned talking with the fans. Um, that's definitely my personal favorite part is just getting to know them and, and seeing how they're doing and building a relationship, uh, seeing them game after game, year after year. Uh, that's been very rewarding and definitely my favorite part. Uh, as far as the in-game promotions, had a couple favorite ones over the years. Uh, probably Bubble Ball was, I don't know, although we didn't have it this year for you guys to see um, due to some uh, legal issues from across the country. Um, we unfortunately had to cancel it, but you guys are probably familiar with the big uh, plastic hamster the, balls. The battle balls or whatever you call them. Yeah. Oh, we God. used to have a some insurance liabilities that need to be worked out. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So unfortunately those are gone, but that was, that was my favorite and had a lot of fun with that. And seeing that at basketball games, um, the fans got a kick out of that and fans would always come up to me and, and say, Hey, you know, today's was great or today's was awful. Blah, blah, blah. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. And, tough, and tough crowd honestly, to keep it honest with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. And I you fans? <laughs> I get any. So, but uh, that's that's what I love is um is they tell like it is and and it's it's it keeps it interesting to say the least. Um, got to be helpful then, in some aspects. At least they're not like, oh, we loved it, but you keep putting out the same thing and they just keep hating it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And and probably the other part of game day uh, that I love is when we do giveaways. Um, when I came here, I really tried to push our um, 
Husky Sports Properties team to try and get us some more giveaways. Um, and coming from a minor league baseball background, I always thought bobbleheads would help sell tickets. Um, so I like to say I was the leading charge of trying to get the victory Husky bobbleheads. I um, loved it. Loved it. So the com- say the really visor and the visor, by the way, huge hit. Yeah. The visor, good to know. That like, was I'm not out, me, but still I'm, do the I'm visor, out there yeah. looking like Gus Melzon with my NIU <laughs> visor, and I, I purposely put the flow out the top just to look goofy. But, okay. yeah, those were a hit. The basketball jerseys, too, the NIU basketball jerseys. And, and when you do stuff like that from a marketing standpoint, too, it's free marketing. You get a guy oh. – like I, I saw I saw someone wearing um, the NIU basketball jersey, and that ended up on Barstool. Like a barstool video, like, and you know how many yeah. clicks those get. <laughs> yeah, the spring. I think it was. Uh, I think it was the uh, the Oklahoma drill. It was like two girls doing an Oklahoma yeah. drill, and yeah. someone was wearing Hopefully. the NIU thing in the background. So, play that gentleman home and safe and healthy. But uh, yeah, it was very cool to see the jersey out there, and that was another thing I, I brought from my minor league days is, is a jersey giveaway, and sure enough, it was a big hit. So that'll lead that'll lead me into my next question. A, oh, it's kind of two. It's a two part question. A, what are your thoughts on a possible Huskies on Tap sponsored event? And two, how do we get a Huskies on Tap bobblehead made? I have a huge head, so it might be hard. Brandon, to Brandon's got yeah. He's already got the bobblehead looked on. Might have to adjust mine a little bit. But. I look like a bobblehead as a human. <laughs> Uh, as far as when you bring in the word sponsor, uh, you know, that's when we'll have to bring in our Husky Sports Properties uh, team and, and have discussions with them. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, maybe an outing, uh, then we can do it in a different way. Um, but uh, that would be a, uh, a sponsor would be a contracted opportunity um, with the athletic program. But uh, you know, maybe that would include a bobblehead, but we can definitely have some offline conversations okay. about All right. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, hey, and, look, we're, and, we're yeah. willing to help 100%. I mean, we've talked about it. We're huge football guys. We're huge sports guys in general. So, it, I mean, if you need our help, I, I know Brand, I speak on Brand as I have to, but we're 100% willing to help. Oh, I'm all, I'm all in. And, and one thing I wanted to say, too, I don't know. Um, you guys do like night. You guys are doing a night at, at, at a guaranteed rate field this year, right? Uh, yes, yeah. so NIU Day at Guaranteed Rate is in the middle of July, so knock on wood, that'll be happening. Um, and that's all done through the Alumni Association, yeah. um, but we have, do bring out Victory Husky and set up a table to try and encourage some, some football and volleyball ticket sales. So, um, what, I was, so what I was thinking and, and what our boss saw, so we're – me and Ethan are both Cubs fans, but the the basis of our com- the basis of our company started with a podcast called Shy Sox Weekly that my brother and a guy Tony Marchese started. So what we do, you know, we have a huge White Sox following, and a lot of our writers and podcasters are all huge White Sox fans. So that's that's kind of like ground zero for us. That's where we have our head our uh, not our headquarters, but our our tailgating events. And I I really think kind of like a Huskies on tap, Sox on tap kind of crossover with the athletic department we can definitely definitely boost the program big that day so that's something there's a lot talk. that we have in mind is what we're basically saying yeah we, we, we can we talk have about a lot that. yeah we absolutely. can talk about that off air but i think that's a great opportunity 
um, especially from the athletic standpoint, to really see our reach, because what Ethan and I do is just a small part of our company. Okay, sure. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. So so with that being said, Ethan and I kind of tipped our hat on who our favorite baseball team is. I've seen in your profile and through your tweets that you're a huge Chiefs fan. What is your favorite sports team or, you know, your favorites from the major sports here in, in uh, you know, whether it be the NFL, MLB, NBA, what do you got? So the, the Chiefs post that you saw, that was me referencing the Peoria Chiefs, uh, the minor league baseball team. Uh, which I was an intern for back in 2015. My NFL team is actually the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and then I know, I know. Um, and I'll explain that in a second, but I'm Chicago, everything else, uh, you know, White Sox, Bulls, Blackhawks. And then of course my undergrad at Bradley, uh, Bradley basketball, back-to-back Valley champs. But uh, for the Vikings, um, so they were good when my dad was growing up. Uh, the purple people eaters and all that. And uh, so he started following them, even though my grandpa had season tickets at Wrigley and Soldier Field. Um, And and he stuck with the purple. And then when I was born, he brainwashed me, and I've been let down ever since. Hey, it happens like that. I mean, you probably – I didn't get to the, you know, the the part where we asked you about, you know, your major and all that stuff, but you learn about when you learn about – uh, in sports management classes about fan motives that a lot of times you're just yeah. born into it. You just, you just are born into oh, yeah. it. Your, your dad likes them and you know where you live. And my dad's a huge Rams fan. So that's always been my second team, but I'm, I'm, I'm bears through and through. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They, did you see uh, this last, the last few weeks that they said, they think the Vikings have like the eighth best roster here in the NFL. I think it was PFF. Really? I I didn't see that, but I mean, I, I like this Vikings team, but I'll, unfortunately, a lot on the defense was lost through free agency. Exactly. Um, of course, Stephon Diggs, too, although he was he was getting to be a liability. Uh, yeah, he was field. he was like really getting after it on Twitter, making a not like an ass he, out of himself, but it's just like like. There's better ways to do this. There's better avenues and channels to go through. Maybe your agent than 140 to 280 characters in front of the whole world. Correct. Yeah. Are you are you are you a huge Kirk Cousins guy? Because that's that's got to be something that weighs heavy no, on you with all the money they're giving him. I, I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins guy. I also don't hate him like my dad does. Uh, but you know he he's uh. It's the going price for a starting quarterback right now, and I think Kirk Cousins is the first quarterback in Vikings history to start two seasons in a row. Well, he will. Excuse me, he will be um, since Fran Targenton. So, like, I mean, what else do you want? And so, you know, that's, it, that's my nuts. What forty-year-old can we? Can we grab to to be the last piece between Favre, Cunningham, Warren Moon, Gus Farratt, uh, Donovan McNabb? Uh, who else? I, I forgot, don't know. I forgot that I forgot that the Vikings nabbed McNabb there at the end of his career. <laughs> right. That's right. Kind of, I, I honestly and and I feel kind of like a bad Bears fan for not noticing the fact that you guys are literally trotting out quarters and quarterbacks in a wheelchair. 
Right, right. Like, Gu- like Gus Farad. Like Gus Farad. Let's be real. Like, what do we, what are we doing here with Gus Farad? Honestly, throughout a lot of the Vikings history, it's always been what veteran quarterback can we bring in? I mean, in the '90s, it was Warren Moon. In the you know late '90s, Cunningham, and then I mentioned some other names as well. It's been very interesting. Yeah, well, I will say this. At least you guys have had better luck at the quarterback position than we do. And we're paying a quarterback room close to $30 million, and we don't even know who the starter is yet. So, Well, ultimately, at least you've seen your team in the Super Bowl in your lifetime. So, Yeah, and ironically, humble brag, I was actually in attendance for that when my mom hooked us up with that. It was It was a day that... If you see a picture after the game, we will we will say it could have been rain, but mostly teardrops among a 13-year-old Brandon Suarez's face. But I digress. You always have the opening kickoff to look at. Bro, he ran it back to the end zone I was sitting in. That was like the best moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, so you talked about your time at Bradley. What was your undergraduate degree in and what did you go to grad school for as well? Sure. So my undergrad degree at Bradley was sports communications with a minor in social media marketing. I originally went to Bradley because I wanted to be a broadcaster. I wanted to be play-by-play for Monday Night Football. Uh, that was my always my dream. And, and, uh, and Bradley is a great school for broadcasting um, through some of the opportunities they have with uh, NBC and the Olympics and then also the Missouri Valley on ESPN, and then also a semester in L.A. that they have as well um, with some connections with the professional teams out there. And so that's why I picked Bradley, was the broadcasting opportunities. And, of course, some some notable alums uh, who are currently working in, in sports broadcasting. And and then through through some classes and getting to know people, I quickly realized that it's not that easy to get right to sports center right away or, or a professional team. And, and honestly, I just kind of look back at some of my experiences in high school and in the early part of my time at Bradley. And one of my buddies said, Hey, you really like to try and get people to come out to games. You know, I was the leader of our high school rowdy section. And then I quickly became the president of the student section at Bradley. And I realized that's true. Um, I do love to try and get people to come out to games. And I'll reference back to to some of my favorite memories of watching Viking games with my dad and, and my uncle and my cousin and, and going to games together. And those are some of the fondest memories that I have. And and so I I and then also I had some graphic design experience um as well during high school creating t-shirts for that rowdy section and creating some some graphics and and so i kind of put those two together and and then uh, applied for a marketing internship with bradley athletics um and then ended up doing that for three and a half years um and then through that um during my time at bradley during two of the summers i had internships at two different minor league baseball teams one in 2014 was the Wisconsin Rapids Rafters, which was which are a summer collegiate team. So uh, that's a very unique opportunity. And then in 2015, 
I did a internship with the Peoria Chiefs, which I mentioned previously, which is a, a single A affiliate affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals, which is in the Midwest League, the same league as the the Cougars. Um, so, uh, and then from there, uh, I I went on and and ended up at NIU. But uh, so that's how I ended up in marketing. So what was your grad school experience like at NIU and any words of advice to people that are looking to go into the same line of work as you and doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same job title, but just the sports marketing world? Yeah, NIU is definitely all about the experience at the athletic department. Um, a lot of people say NIU athletics is is, is boot camp and, and, and you know, you learn a lot. You wear a lot of different hats. Um, specifically in marketing, because um, you're going to be doing everything from graphic design to the in-game, uh, writing the public address scripts for the announcers, uh, for the public address announcers. Um, you'll be creating the in-game promotions. You'll be you know, managing a, an intern staff of 10, and then also trying to get people to come out to games. So running the social media channels for your assigned sports, meeting with coaches, um, all those different things. And so that was basically my priority when I was in, in grad school here at NIU. And, uh, you know, the classes were, they are what they are. Um, you know, basically the way the NIU sports management program is set up is realistically the top priority is experience and, and then also networking with your classmates. And, and, and that's really my uh, advice to, to people who are choosing to go to grad school. Number one, don't pay for grad school. There are tons of graduate assistant positions across the country at graduate programs um, whether it's, you know, if you're blessed with an opportunity to be a, a graduate assistant in a flag program, great. If not, there's a lot of different graduate assistant opportunities uh, within the university as well to get paid for. But if you're looking to work in sports, it comes down to experience. And depending on your situation and what you can do, you're probably going to have to take an unpaid opportunity. Um, our marketing internships uh, here at NIU are unpaid. Uh, a lot of hours, but great experience to put on your resume. To do a good job, I'm willing to stick my arm out for you and and get you another opportunity. Um, the one minor, my Bradley internship and the Wisconsin Rapids internships, in my experience, so, um, ultimately you just got to get out there, get experience, and build your network. And it really is um, not only who you know, but who knows you and who's willing to fight for you um, to get another opportunity. Yeah, I absolutely love to hear that, and too. And like you said, you know, working with these minor league teams and single A teams, you know, not too many people heard of the Peoria Chiefs, and I honestly mistake them for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I've <laughs> taken I've taken a couple um, courses in that catalog for my undergrad, and that's actually I'm like torn between contract law and sports management on what I want to do for grad school. You may have just swayed me in the matter of moments, but I really do think in the sports world, people make it seem a lot harder than it is. If you know you have a good brand and you can go out and market yourself and like you said, get out there and take a couple unpaid internships and really just get 
get to the, the, the nitty gritty of things and just grind, you've been able to make the best of your opportunities. And now you have the opportunity to do great things and affect a lot of people's lives, whether it's here in the DeKalb Sycamore community or, you know, the athletes that are coming to NIU for that, you know, not necessarily the fan experience, but they, you know, it's, it's hard to get up for a game when you got less than a thousand people out there. Well, you know, as an athlete, you want to see your fans in the stands. And, and that's something that I say on this podcast a lot, because I know we've been able to somehow get, you know, a relatively large audience considering it's a real niche audience with it being NIU athletics. But I think with the community that we have and the ability that we've had to put people in those seats before, we really got to get back to it. And and, and I, I want to do anything that I can. And I know Ethan said it as well. You know, we don't need money for it. We just want we want that experience for you guys. And we want the athletic program to do better. Not not that you guys aren't doing well, but we want to be able to help you guys make more money and and better experiences, I guess I would say. Well, I appreciate that. And, and I, I wish others had that same sentiment and realizing that being at athletic events and being in a cool atmosphere is a huge part of the college experience. And absolutely. I, you hit the nail right on the head with that one. Right. And unfortunately, if, if you're not going to games, you're not getting that, that part of it. And and I, I wish, um, I think there's a lot of college administrators, even across the country, who just don't grasp that and, and realize that when students don't have that experience, which is really a core school spirit part of that experience, ultimately, 20 years down the line, we don't have those alums coming back to our games and therefore we don't have those alums buying season tickets and therefore we don't have those alums donating back to the program so it's real it i mean not only do we want students to have that experience to cherish for their own memories but ultimately in the future it's going to be a financial uh, concern as well I honestly didn't even think of the financial impact down the road when you, you know, you're talking about alumni and boosters, but, you know, like I said to you earlier in the podcast, Ethan and I, you know, prior to coming to NIU, I know Ethan may have been to a couple NIU games before, but I myself had not. And, and I always, you know, kept an eye on NIU athletics, but now like after being here for a year and we didn't even do the podcast last year. So last year we really just, we were just there for, you know, we wanted to get that, like you said, that part of our college experience where we're out there at the game, you know, five five different Saturdays or three Saturdays and a Tuesday and a Wednesday because we love our action over here. But that college experience and going to game day, it, it really is down. And I guess right now it's it, it's across the board. It's it's not just NIU. It's it's the I guess the technology wave. And one thing I wanted to ask you, you know, you're kind of in our age group where I, I think, you know, you're maybe what, 25, 26, what are yep. some of the bigger challenges trying to reach that older demo or, or people that aren't necessarily in our like age demographic to get to games and, you know, bring their families out? Whew. That's an interesting question because I think 
everybody says that our age group, millennials, um, and then the generation below us are the hardest to try and get to come out to games because of all the alternative entertainment options of or, or easy ways to access the games on ESPN Plus, your tablet, your TV, your laptop, your mobile device. Um, but the the generations above us, I, I honestly I think to I think to my dad and and I'll say, hey dad, you want to go see the Vikings play the Bears at Soldier Field? And he'll say, no way, it's it's freezing and and I got. Beer in the fridge and a 55-inch TV. No yeah. way. Whereas it's, 30 years ago, it might have been different. Um, so I think that's that's what it really comes down to. Is it's a it's a it's a strange balance of hey, we want our games to be very accessible to folks to watch, but at the same time, if they get too easy to access on TV, then less people may be willing to come out the Husky Stadium. Yeah. Um, so, you know, true. I don't picture many 55-year-olds, uh, you know, having an easy time finding our games on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I'm sure a lot of them do, especially <laughs> hardcore season ticket members. They'll find them on ESPN+, Plus, the away games. But I know my dad would have a hard time. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that group is – I don't know. It, it, that's, that's a great question. I think you really got to sell the tailgate part and uh, and also the group outings. Hey, I'll drink as many beers as you need me to as long as we can get people in the stands. <laughs> that can be our Huskies on tap sponsored event. Just get us a tent out front and get us a DJ. We'll go crazy. There you go. But yeah, like like I was, I, I sometimes my, my mouth starts working faster than my brain, but um, like I said, though, like I hadn't really been to any NIU athletics. And, and now that, you know, I'm a student here and that I go here and, and I feel I'm not necessarily feel a part of it, but I'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely come back when I'm an alum. Like I'll always, always remember going to these games, whether we won, you know, win, loss or draw season canceled or not. Like I, I still remember, you know, I'll remember the basketball games from this season and football and all that. It's It's a good time. And I think we have an interesting brand as far as it being kind of like a small town where there really isn't much else going on. So why wouldn't we go to the NIU game on a Saturday afternoon, you know? Well, and it's affordable. I mean, you can afford, you can afford to bring out to an NIU football game. There's almost no chance you can bring your whole family out to a Bears game on anymore. I mean, the NFL has oh, no. really pressed themselves out of a family atmosphere, unfortunately. Yep. Um, I agree. So, I mean, you're looking we for, have to pick uh, like one game a season, and you got to save up for it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but so, I mean, that that's a big part of it is we try to sell the the affordable aspect of it, and of course the family atmosphere. Um, you know, with our kids club, the NIU Pup Club, um, and you know, doing some free ticket opportunities with them, and and so that's that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. And you bring up, you know, affordable family fun and that's, mm -hmm. that's, you know, in, in sports and marketing, that's something that, you know, kind of carries over from the minor leagues. You see a lot of promotions like, you know, family four packs with like, you know, hot dogs and drinks and four tickets for like 50 bucks. And I use sports are very affordable. And I think too, 
another thing, and this is right in your alley, is the experience. A lot of times, you know, the fans aren't, or not necessarily the fans, but the stands are not necessarily full. So your ticket may say this section, but you're basically going to be able to sit wherever you want. And, you know, things like the Fatties Lounge or, or just even, you know, the proximity that the stands are to the stadium is a lot closer than other stadiums. So I think it's, I, I, I go to a lot of arena football games and I work with arena football. I'm not going to say it's like an arena football atmosphere, but it's like if you go to a Bears game, you know you're like 40 yards off the field. At NIU, you're like pretty damn close to being on the field wherever you're at in the stands. And I think that's one of the coolest things that we have here about Husky Stadium. And even at the Convo, too, at the Convo when you go to basketball games, um, relatively pretty laissez-faire about where you sit. And at basketball games, you can bring your beer wherever you want. So for our Crackham crew out there, if you're trying to get some good affordable family fun for you and your kids, definitely hit up an NIU basketball game. It is everything that it is marketed for. And and this year's team was, I think, real close to actually getting to the big dance. One thing I wanted to ask you on the topic of the COVID-19 and all that, I know you said you had potentially been on your way out to Cleveland, but what was it like? You know, we've asked the athletes, what was it like, though, from a staff member's uh, perspective, knowing that you had zero control over what was going on or about to happen? And, you know, not necessarily saying it threw away all the hard work that you put together for, you know, the MAC tournament and all that stuff, but just basically essentially laying you off for the foreseeable future, not necessarily from all of your work, but you know, your your job is, for the most part, a lot of times what you do on that game day. And with no game day as the game day coordinator, that's got to drive you crazy. Oh, definitely. Uh, that week of the MAC tournament was very interesting. Whereas, I think it was Monday, it was Monday night, I was getting ready to start packing for Cleveland. And, and then Tuesday, you go into work and I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm remembering my days of the week 100% correctly. It's been a whirlwind of events, but nonetheless, uh, we, you know, we thought we were going to Cleveland, and and then early in the week we found out that the MAC was not going to allow fans into uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and so since my responsibility was going to be traveling with the band. Um, Ultimately, I was going to be doing some social media, but uh, I was going to be traveling with the band, so there was no longer a need for the pep band to be there. So we were no longer going. So that was a, a huge damper. And then so from there, it was, okay, let me get all of my social media work ready to go because I'm going to be watching the game from my desk and or from my couch and be doing, you know, social media posts and graphics and videos uh, from my laptop. And then uh, word came out that some other tournaments were starting to be canceled. And it's like, whoa, wait a second here. Um, And then ultimately the MAC tournament gets canceled as well. And uh, you just kind of sit there and and stare at your computer for (laughs) uh, a moment of time and and just think to yourself, what on earth is happening? Um, A lot of different things. It happened in a matter of 14 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very fast. It was very fast. I mean, it was like 
12 hours before the Big Ten tournament got canceled, we were planning on playing without fans. And they, they started the women's tournament without fans. That that was already going on. And then all of a sudden, tournaments start get, getting canceled. And then, you know, as, as we all know, the the big thing which really turned the page on this was the NBA season getting canceled and Ruby Gobert testing positive. And that's when everything really started to change. And the Jazz had played uh, in Cleveland, I believe. They played at that arena, yeah. They played at that arena like 10 days before I saw. That's really what woke the Mac up and said, hey, wait a second. So there was conversations with not only the athletic directors from all of the the Mid-American Conference schools, but also the presidents of the universities. So all that decision-making was was way, way above my pay grade. Um, but it was uh, it was an interesting experience, to say the least. And then, and then when everything is going on, you, you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, do I need to be packing up paperwork to get ready to be working from home? Like, how bad is this going to get? And sure enough, it did get to, get to that point. And then Governor Pritzker puts out the stay in place procedure. And, and here we are working from home. So it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's sad because there wasn't that MAC tournament to work on. And unfortunately we saw the, the careers of Eugene German, Lacey James and Noah McCarty and much earlier than they should have. Um, and I, and you're right. I think we had a great opportunity to to not only make it deep into the MAC tournament, but hopefully uh, possibly a bid to the NCAA tournament. And and then and then came the news of spring sports being canceled, and that was that was a huge blow as well. And realizing, wait a second, there's no spring sports. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> and I don't what? Know if that's really, <laughs> it's like the Armageddon of sports. Right. I don't know if that's really fully hit us even yet, um, that there are any spring sports. But, I mean, looking at it from a positive outlook, um, there's a lot of stuff that I can get ahead on um, right now. You know, some of our bigger design projects, our season ticket designs, our some of our booklets and stuff. So just trying to take a positive outlook and, and get a lot done while we're in this role. And and I'm not going to complain about doing work with shorts and a t-shirt on either. I was going to say, being part of the social media aspect, I feel like it's almost, I mean, it can't be too difficult to transition into that work from home mode because everything is in front of you on a computer, things like that. Right, right. I mean, we're constantly on our phones retweeting or sharing anything that comes on our on our timeline pretty much throughout the entire day, whether we're on the clock or not. So this isn't too different, um, but, you know, doing it on our laptops from our couch is a little little different during the actual work. With the PlayStation next to you, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say he's probably got, like, two two phones on the table like Adam Schefter. <laughs> I only got the one, but I know there there is another staff member of ours that does have two phones, and it, it's funny to watch <laughs> Is one of them like a substantially like better and cooler than the other one? Has he got like a flip phone yeah. and an iPhone, or is it pretty? Oh no, I think they're both iPhone tens. But I know one is one. Uh, one fans have the numbers too, and one doesn't. So it's, it's, 
<laughs> oh man. He's gotta have separate, he's gotta have separate ringtones for those, so it's gotta be like Darth Vader when he knows it's the fans. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. One's Imperial March and one's I don't know, celebration or something. Right. So uh so what are some of your favorite quarant- uh, quarantine hobbies? So what have you uh, been keeping busy with when it's outside of work time? Yeah, so I've been I've been catching up on a lot of shows and movies that have been piling up over the course of basketball season. Um and then, you know, some of the trendy ones, Tiger King, of course, hammered that out. Uh McMillions, um an HBO series that was pretty solid. Um it's been I don't <laughs> you know, during the during the sports seasons, it's like I don't feel like binge watching an entire series i feel like there's more important things i need to be doing but right now it's it's crazy without sports on it's i'm just hammering out these shows um and then uh video games as i mentioned uh my buddies and i are doing an mlb the show tournament so that's been a lot of fun i'm doing a little like regular season and then a tournament um that's been interesting and kind of getting to know the twitch uh, community, <laughs> it's uh, that's pretty interesting. And, and yeah, it's an interesting one at that because you know you got mm-hmm. anywhere from like ten year old kids to uh, you know some people that are a little bit older than ten playing on okay. there. Yeah, uh, good buddy of mine. He's a actual Twitch streamer, and uh, being able to watch him a little bit more and, and see what he does, a lot of work goes into it. So it's. Uh, it's an experience. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and, and my, right now too, it's like it's like people really give video gamers like flack or shit. This is their time to shine right now. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and there's been some folks who are unfortunately losing their jobs or being furloughed, and this is a great opportunity for them to build a brand, honestly, on Twitch. So it, it's um, it's interesting. And honestly, I've caught myself watching some folks play games while I'm working on my laptop. So it's been, uh, it's been interesting. (laughs) And then, uh, my other, my other hobby, honestly, my side hustle is I do, um, you guys are going to get a kick out of this. I do, uh, eBay reselling. So I, and I do this throughout the year as well, but it's really hyped up right now is, um, I go to thrift stores, garage sales, um, Facebook Marketplace, that kind of thing, and buy stuff and then relist it on eBay and uh, make money. And uh, I'll tell you what, sales are really booming right now. Business are, is booming? Business is booming, as Antonio Brown would say. Um, what's it like? What's it like going into those like pawn shops? If you ran, or like those thrift shops, have you ran into any like Pawn Star type guys? <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, uh, you you see some strange people at garage sales. I know. I, there's this one guy. There's this one guy around here. He'll just walk right up to a garage sale and be like, "You got records or ammunition?" I'm like, "What? What? Yeah, what?" <laughs> He's like, I got to listen to my tunes while I'm shooting. Albums. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you're, and then you kind of, you kind of get to know each other, uh, which, (laughs) which is funny. But, um, so yeah, that's, that's a big hobby of mine is reselling. 
And and since over the years, I've always been uh, into going to thrift stores and buying jerseys because I collect jerseys and hats. And uh, and so since I'm recently engaged, um, I have a wedding to pay for. So it's been a good opportunity to raise some funds for that and list some of those uh, products. Well, congratulations on the first one. But I have to ask, uh, <laughs> what's the best jersey or like what's your favorite jersey you own? Oh, um, well, related to our conversation, probably my Chad BB Vikings jersey um, okay. is one of them. Um, I also have a PJ Fleck NIU jersey. Oh, that's, that's a big, that's, that's a, a big one. And, and being anyone and NIU alum myself, um, you know, there, there's some, there's some, uh, some flack that people give PJ, but just due to him being a, a knight and a husky, I gotta support him. Um, and then I don't know. What's, I'm trying to think of a crazier jersey I have, but um, I mean, I probably have almost. I probably have a jersey of almost every NFL team, and a lot of that is just grabbing them from Goodwills over the years, which is wow. crazy. That's, yeah, yeah. I was say that's big time. Yeah. So it, it, it's fun when it comes to the Super Bowl. It's like, all right, now I can pull out my Ronnie Lott jersey, <laughs> or I can pull out my, I don't know, what. Uh, when the Panthers were in it, I brought out a Chris Winkie Panthers jersey. No, it's Kerry oh Collins. Panthers oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say, though, you probably have one of the elite jersey collections, though, with you being able to go all these different thrift shops and these garage sales. I. <laughs> I got to say, though, before I get too carried away, congrats on the engagement. And I can only imagine what type of promos or giveaways there will be at the wedding. But <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's an idea for you right there. Hey. Nice, clean timeline of when stuff is going to be going. Um, hopefully I can turn it off and not, you know, get on a headset and say, you know, priest go uh, yeah. or, you know. Our, you, you, um, didn't, you didn't have it planned for like the, during this like crazy time was it was it planned for the oh, summer or was it further out thank goodness it's next april um Whew. but unfortunately, the one. unfortunately a close buddy of mine his wedding was planned for may 2nd um and unfortunately they had to postpone it and it's been a world one of events for them so i can um, only imagine yeah that's tough yeah it's, it's definitely been a huge stress on them and i feel awful awful for them but um yeah thank goodness ours is is next april knock on what everything will be all right by then i got you <laughs> i don't know if you, i don't know if you heard that but i got you but the one part of the, the game experience that i have been thinking about is the introductions at the reception and seeing how we can try to make it a you know like a and now you know uh yeah, the main I was of a part honor. of one of those. I was a part of one of those, and I think it's uh, I think it's the best idea. Okay, great. Help help us great. with an introduction too, because I I, yes. I need to I need to get us some sort of uh, whether it's a music or here come the huskies or just something, because I'm sure people are tired of hearing my voice bringing us in. I can think of something. I Maybe, love to hear. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it a little more. Maybe take a look at um, our old wide receiver, Nathan Palmer, Napalm, as he's known as. 
uh, he did a NIU rap song remix that's on YouTube. Maybe that might be a good oh. intro. <laughs> that's on brand for us too, because like we don't want the hard way. Want, yeah, the hard way. Yeah, I love that. that. I love that intro. slogan too. That's that. Uh, that really is the embodiment of the NIU athlete is the hard way. Were you uh, were you a part of bringing that um, to NIU? Because I know that's one of the things that they brought here in the last few seasons. No, no. The hard way was initially created by our old head coach, Joe Novak. Um, when he got here years ago uh, in the nineties and early two thousands, and he really created that notion. And then a few years ago is when they started promoting it from a marketing aspect um, and promoting it to the masses. But it was initially just kind of a team slogan, um, the hard way. And and the notion of, you know, this isn't this isn't a, a power five school. This isn't the easy way out. You're gonna grind. You're gonna grind in the classroom, and it, it's it's really cool to see how that does translate, as you said, to any NIU students and any NIU staff member. It, it really is the hard way. And um, you know, all jokes aside, it's uh, it there's a lot of challenges and um but ultimately it can be very rewarding when you do have success here at NIU. Absolutely and 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 that's one thing that I wanted to ask you as someone who who went to grad school here and now is a full-time employee in the athletic department what makes NIU so special to you? Well, number 1 it's home. I I'm very blessed to have this opportunity here at NIU because I Grew up in Elburn, um, you know, about 20 minutes east, down 38. And and therefore, you know, I was an NIU fan growing up. And I went to NIU games. I saw Garrett Wolf. I saw Chandler Harness, Jordan Lynch, uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, Martel Moore. The list goes on and on. Chad Spann. I love Chad Spann. Um, and so having this opportunity and, and, and kind of understanding, you know, a lot of my coworkers are from across the country and they came here for their opportunity. And, and you see that at other schools as well. Um, people have to travel in the sports industry for that right opportunity. And to be a full-time staff member at a school in my backyard is, is just such a blessing. And I'm very gracious for, for this opportunity. Um, and, and so because, because I was an NIU fan all this time, um, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to go out in the community and try and get people to come out to games because I, I'm, a, I'm a Husky fan uh, just as much as they are. Yeah, and we absolutely love to hear that. I actually didn't know that you were from Elburn. I Unfortunately, when I was trying to do my pre-show pre research, there was no help from uh, 24-7 sports or rivals.com. So I was just basically going off the the Twitter sphere and what yeah, you have I on the, have yeah. yeah, I don't know if you were a three-star or a four-star, but I'm glad we got you here on the pod. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I was a one-star golfer. Really? Oh. <laughs> no, I, don't, I didn't I even have a star it. going into college, so... Yeah, we are your official no star. We are we are the no star podcast. Unless you're Thank rating you. us on Apple Podcasts, in that case, please give us five stars. Perfect. Just Here like 
just like the Uberman. But as someone who works in this in this uh, in this sports world a little bit more hands on than we do, do you have an insight on on when all of this madness will come to an end and we'll get sports and live events back? Uh, unfortunately, I don't. Um, I, I, I'm not a doctor and unfortunately I don't, I don't have that insight. Um, I do know that there's obviously a growing concern about the football season. Um, but there's no inside info to give you whether or not that's, you know, on the table of being cut right now. I'd, I don't know. I know. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to get. We don't want to get you in trouble. But just like uh, more or less, maybe like. I don't know. Uh, I would. Say I don't know anything like to get guy. myself in trouble, honestly, <laughs> which is probably. Um, but it's. Uh, I know football is is definitely a big concern. Well, that um, football in any school is the bread and butter for the athletic funding. Correct. And you know, you know just as much as I, you know, Ethan and I know, you know, NIU is first and foremost very dependent on tuition. But you know, if we can get people to the football games and and good attendance, and people are spending money, that is huge for the entire athletic department because the, the other smaller sports don't necessarily fund themselves. Correct, and, and it's a big part of the community as well. I mean, uh, football game day on a Saturday brings in a lot of folks to the to the DeKalb community, uh, whether it's fatties or hotels or some of the other restaurants as well. So um, it'll be a it'll be a big hurt if we get to that point, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a it's an unfortunate situation and an unprecedented one at that where we've never really dealt with this before. And and like Ethan had alluded, you know, we usually look to sports in times of tragedy and mm-hmm. and dismay. And right now it's we're looking at the PS4 screen, maybe a little bit of work here on the on the laptop. But it's it's a very strange time here in the world. One thing I want to ask you, though, is what are you looking forward to the most about when this all comes to an end and we can get our sports back? I'm looking forward to being in the stadium as a fan and and hopefully this all passes through when it's still summertime and I can go to a ballpark and enjoy a ice cold beer and a hot dog and just enjoy the nice weather and in the atmosphere and the smells of smells of the stadium and and being a White Sox fan going down to the south side and the smell of grilled onions at at the cell, as I still call it, um, stopping at 35th Red Hots, my favorite hot dog stand down the road. Um, that's I'll have what to I'm check them for. out. Oh, definitely do it. Have you been to Gene and Jukes? Uh, once or twice when I was younger. Yeah, same here. Number one, go back to Gene and Jukes. Number two, go to 35th Street Red Hots. It's kind of the same style of hot dog. The depression dog, as it's known, it's just got. <laughs> <laughs> now you're really getting to know me. Um, you're uh, you get mustard, relish, onions, um, and re- relish, and that's Are we, it. And we're going, we're going grilled, right? Grilled onions. Well, well, I mentioned the grilled onions at the Sox game, but these are uh, raw. Just I, I like them raw. both, but. But that that like smell of like grilled onions when you're walking into a baseball field or a baseball stadium is like 
you're just like, yes, I cannot wait for the next four hours where I'm going to aimlessly crush beers and watch my favorite baseball team. We're going to have to wrap this up, man. I'm going to have to find a hot dog place around here pretty soon. Hey, Jeez, on, the topic, on, the, on the topic of hot dogs, uh, hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this, but the other day I was on a delivery at work and I actually stopped at B-Phil and got some hot dogs. So we are your yeah. official hot dog podcast here. And they actually have, I'm going to say it as Cubs fans, the, so- uh, the Cubs need to take a flyer on what the Sox do as far as their food and beverage goes. I'm tired of just just drinking Bud Light or Stella or whatever the hell they have at Wrigley Field, and I want a little bit more of an option than just a hot dog and a damn pretzel. Uh, you can get that. <laughs> the Cuban sandwich and the beef are elite over there at the G Spot, is what you know our Sox fans like to call it. But it is it is the sell. It, 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 it's stupid that they change it for sponsorship reasons or whatever. But it's like uh, when you look at the Sears Tower, and it's not even going to be the, called the Willis Tower anymore. It's something else. So it's just like, eh, yeah, whatever. You can you can call it what you want, but we, we have our name for it. But um, yeah. you, you alluded to a little bit, you know, we're going to know you. It has been a relatively long call, and I'm cool with that. But what is, uh, what's Anthony like off the court or field, or I guess you would say at home office now? Um, goofy, as you can tell. Um, I definitely have my quirks and my interests, uh, you know, the eBay sales and, and collecting sports jerseys, that kind of thing. But uh, family is important to me, you know, and, and this has been kind of difficult during this time. Um, but kind of going against the flow of the stay in place, but going to see my, my fiance in, in Geneva and then my parents in Elburn, but, but making sure we're staying safe while doing it and, calling other family members as well. But, uh, you know, coming from a Chicago, Polish, Italian, Irish family, uh, you know, family is, family is very important. And, uh, and so that, that's a big part of my life, but, but also, uh, you know, some of the other things I like is, uh, you know, the sports business I'm very interested in, even in my free time. And honestly, uh, sports logo design is something that I'm very interested in and I'm always scouring uh, sportslogos.net. Um, check that out, scouring the forums of that and seeing what new uniforms are coming out, what new logos. Um, for some reason I'm obsessed with that and I always have been. And, uh, and that's kind of what got me into the design uh, part of it. Um, and then, uh, and then the sports merchandise, as I mentioned, you know, I'm big into collecting hats and jerseys and stuff like that. So I'm always looking on eBay, even for myself, to see what kind of stuff I can find. And yeah. uh, I'm very uh, goofy with how I I love uh, – <laughs> my buddies will tell you this right away, but I love Mountain Dew and Taco Bell. Oh, and, shit. Um, you Baja Blast guy? <laughs> oh, huge Baja Blast. Um, I already got a case of Baja Blast sugar-free, and I've been hammering that. So. <laughs> Love it. Feel a little less guilty. So uh, here for that. for our uh, for our resident on tap Sportsnet Mountain Dew enthusiast and our co-host from our Bears podcast, Aaron Parpart, give us your top okay. three Mountain Dew flavors. Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I've never had anybody ask me that. Um, number one, Pitch Black, which is kind of a grape flavor. Um, number two, Voltage, 
which that, that's pretty popular. And then number three, Baja Blast. Okay. He's, uh, he's a big throwback Mountain Dew guy, but uh, I prefer – all three of those are pretty <laughs> solid choices. Pretty solid, yeah, I would say. I, 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 like, I like Code Red, too. Code Red's good to me. Code Red is solid. The pitch yeah, black one that, I tried was pretty good, actually. I kind of liked that. Yeah, it's uh, it's solid. And then it's great. I know once in a while, Circle K. See, this is how I'm so obsessed with this crap. <laughs> Circle <laughs> K comes out with, uh, with a freeze option of pitch black. So that's pretty uh, spectacular. Uh, and then... Uh, and some of the other limited ones, I'm I go right away and go grab whatever's new coming out. And the same thing with Taco Bell. If there's a new menu item coming out, I'm I'm usually there on the first day to try it. Hey, free um, tacos so, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, great, I'll be there. Um, so some of the like limited time stuff, you know, like my favorite Taco Bell item of all time is the beefy crunch burrito. There's there's a whole Twitter page just dedicated to the beefy crunch burrito. <laughs> <laughs> not me. It's not me. I promise it's not me. Um, I, I am pretty active on the Taco Bell Reddit page, and uh, we won't judge you for the burner account. We got you. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we won't judge you for that. I promise you, my burner account is not beefy crunch movement. <laughs> I love it. You gotta keep you, you gotta, gotta keep the, you gotta keep the burner handy though in this time. <laughs> That's true. You're just on top of things. Two weeks ahead of uh, of a release for anything, he's like, "All right, I know when it's coming. I'm not telling anybody. I'm gonna be the first in line." Yeah, I was say it's yep. like a, it's I'm, like a it's like a sneakerhead move. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm usually copying and pasting links to articles of what what the new burrito come is coming out to my buddy's group chats. And they're like, all right, great. I know what's for lunch. So I almost <laughs> feel like me to marketing dollars sometimes, but if you guys can somehow get uh, taco bell up in the media box this year, I'll be very happy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll definitely pass along the word to our, uh, <laughs> I've been pushing him for that as well, but just lay out two tacos, uh, on our name plates. Well, uh, if, you, if there's two tacos and the other media guys get like steaks, just nobody asked. Yeah, just nobody asked. We're the taco guys. Love it. So I got to ask you, you know, we're getting towards the end of this one here. Are there any uh, charitable organizations or, or organizations that you work with outside of the school? Um, uh, yeah, you, you're really putting me on the spot here of, uh, of charity. I don't necessarily um, work too closely with any charities specifically. Um, I will push the Newman Center um, at NIU and college campuses across the nation. Um, Newman Center was a great spot uh, for me at Bradley um, and exercising my Catholic faith. Um, and it was kind of a home away from home um, to meet a, a Catholic uh, community, um, which I never had in, in high school, um, going to a public high school. So um, that would definitely be my, my charitable organization, if you will. Hey, absolutely. And don't feel pressured. Not too many people, um, as far as, as guests go that we've had here on the ONTAP Sportsnet, have too much working. Not to say that they won't have it in the future, but 
just something that I ask um, most, if not all, sure. of our guests, because, you know, with sports, we do have an interesting platform to reach a lot more people than as if we were just regular sports fans. Um, but I got to ask you, too, um, you know, as someone, you know, like you said, you grew up in the Elburn area. You've been mm-hmm. an NIU fan your whole life. Um, and now you're in a position where you're working these games and, and you're, you know, dealing with the community and the athletes and, and everyone that is part of the NIU athletic department. What is, you know, you know, words of thanks or just just some, you know, a message to Husky Nation that you want to give? Well, I want to uh, I want to thank Husky Nation for for supporting me um, and, and giving me an opportunity to be their voice um, within the athletic department. And, you know, we have a Husky fan advisory board um, where we meet with fans and and get to know them and and hear their concerns. And I think a lot of times um, they kind of look to me because I'm a I'm one of them, so to speak. Um, And and that's been really rewarding as well. But, um, you know, during my time as as being an MC at basketball games, fans have been very. Uh, lack of a better term, cool, <laughs> as far as just coming up to me after a game and saying, hey, you you did a great job out there. And I don't even know who, who these people are sometimes and say, you're really good. And, and that's been really special to me and something I'll take with me the rest of my life. And, and so I'm just very appreciative to those fans and, and Husky Nation as a whole of, is welcoming welcoming me to uh, the closer knit Husky fan base and uh, and being very nice to me as well. So I'm appreciative to them. Yeah, and you bring up it's it's a tight knit community. Ethan and I have had several conversations off air on how you know we've felt very um, not necessarily like rewarded, but like we feel very embraced by the team and the staff and not, you know, we, we try to get our articles and stuff like that out to as many students as possible. But, you know, like you said, it's, it's not necessarily tough, but it's just a different time. So our platform right now, we've been doing more podcasts. We're going to be looking to getting more written articles and quicker stuff. That's a quicker read, but this community over here at NIU, and I kind of alluded to it earlier is very it's 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 almost like a family like when Ethan and I were out there at the pro day like we didn't feel like we were outsiders or like the new guys or anything like that like coach Hammock the players you know the basketball team when we when we've had our interactions with them we had Lacey James on here you know I ran into him at Walmart and he actually knew who I was and I it, you know just stuff like small stuff like that really really makes the NIU community special and different. And I know, Ethan, you know, I'll give you your minute on it here in a second, but it it is a great community um, for for athletics. And I feel it's something that this community needs. Like you said, you know, Saturday game day for football brings so much extra revenue just to the bars and restaurants, the hotels, everything around the area. It, it all does better when there are athletics going on. And hopefully, you know, we really do get a good opportunity to have all 12 games. We don't know what the future holds. Like you said, you don't know. And I really don't think there's too many people, you know, they might be all in one room uh, 
the people that know what this uh the end of this will come and and what will happen with our sports but Ethan, do you have any words for Anthony here, our our guest here on the pod today? I uh, just wanted to thank him for coming on. Uh, I mean, it's huge for us because we we talked about this even before you reached out to to us to come on the podcast, talking about getting attendance bigger for football next year and just sports all around or all across the board and in, in the athletics department. And what you guys are doing is is really the unseen work and. Uh, it really goes unnoticed, and I know we touched on it a bunch of times, but you know we're willing to to help any way that we can, and we're looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. I, I appreciate you you giving me an opportunity to to talk with you guys and and also your listeners as well. I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, the 2020-21 season um, on the field and on the court and whatever playing surface. Um, we're very excited. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully back out there and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, building a relationship with you guys and hopefully um, utilizing your guys' networks and, and hopefully, uh, you know, using you guys as a big uh, leverage point with the student base. And I think you guys do a great job with your podcast and I'm excited to, to listen to some more uh, Husky interviews. And I think that's a big uh, missing piece that we have right now is, is the podcast uh, landscape for our athletic program. And uh, I, I appreciate you guys kind of filling that niche. And, uh, you know, even though you're an outside entity, I think it's huge and it, it promotes NIU athletics as a whole. Um, so I appreciate that very much. And uh, um, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. We do appreciate that as well. You know, so I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what else you guys put put out. And and I again I want to give you guys credit for uh, just simply commenting on my on my tweet. I mean that that's really how you're going to grow your page is is just joining random conversations. I know you guys are active in the NIU Husky Fanatics Facebook group and some of the other groups and, and Twitter pages and stuff like that. But I think that's how you're really going to grow is just kind of joining conversations. And I think it'll be beneficial for all of us. Absolutely. absolutely. Ethan and I are good with that Chris Collinsworth slide. We're just going to slide right into that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, we do appreciate your kind words and we, you know, looking forward at, you know, whenever we do get sports back, we would absolutely love to work, um, you know, alongside the athletic department to help promote you guys um, give you guys, um, you know, like you said, a separate entity, a little bit of a different, um, you know, it's not traditional. It's not a traditional form of media. We're not asking the cookie cutter questions. We get a little bit more into it and it's more conversational over here. And we really, we really do appreciate you um, coming here on the podcast as, you know, I'll go out and say you're tech, not necessarily like an administrator, but, you know, as someone that's part of the staff and someone that works with everyone in the NIU athletic department, this was definitely big time. Like we said, you may not be a three-star or four-star, but to us, this was a five-star interview. So it was definitely something, you know, I don't know what your rivals.com uh, rating was, but it, it was something that, and something that we, you know, if there are any other staff members that have made it to this hour and a half point in the podcast, if you would like to come on to the podcast, we are more than welcome to any guests um, to come on and talk about the NIU athletic department or your specific job that you have within it. Um, but with that being said, do you have any, uh, wrap up, uh, thoughts for the listeners guys? 
Sure. I just want to give a shout out to all of the uh, first responders, nurses, doctors, everybody out there who are dealing with the coronavirus COVID-19 firsthand, um, including my aunt and uh, future mother-in-law as well. Um, not necessarily first line of defense of the, the virus right now, but they're definitely um, in the hospital and in unfortunately close to to the virus uh, in proximity so um definitely thinking of them and want to give them a shout out and, and everybody else who are working right alongside it and hoping they'll stay safe and come home safely every day and hopefully we can get through this and see everybody at husky stadium in august or september can't remember when our first game is i should know that <laughs> yeah, I th- you're good. We're gonna beat we're gonna beat the brains out of Rhode Island. It's gonna be a long trip back to Portsmouth or wherever they're at. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Ethan, you got anything for for the listeners here? Nope, that's it. Just one more time, thank you, and uh, looking forward to getting football season going, and looking forward to getting that bobblehead too. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. We definitely will have to get with you uh, as far as working uh, with the program and, and helping you guys out off air. But again, we cannot thank you enough for he- for joining us here on the podcast today. Um, it was another quality episode here of Huskies on Tap presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. Be on the lookout here in the future for other interviews like this with your favorite Husky athletes, your favorite Husky staff members. And we also, like we've stated previously before, um, we're looking to get Coach Hammock here on the podcast. Um, with this time, you know, it's a little bit harder to get a hold of him. But as we look to get our feet more in this NIU uh, athletic landscape, we will be looking to get other interviews like this to the people. And also, Ethan, I don't know if we mentioned it uh, earlier in the episode, but we are also looking to attempt to go to 12 football games next year for NIU Huskies. And if we can get a 13th one in Detroit, you bet your sweet ass we will be there. But like I said, we are Huskies on Tap, brought to you by the OnTap Sportsnet. Stay tuned to the OnTap Sportsnet for other articles and podcasts related to Chicago sports. And go Huskies!